Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce, alongside of my good pal Schmitty. Um, we have some breaking news. I just found out about this before uh, we started re- hitting record. So it looks like Michael Kempney is heading to the Seattle Kraken. Get excited, Kraken Nation! Oh yeah, this. And also traded for Oliver Bjorkstrand, but you know, no big. No we'll big get deal. into that later. But uh, yeah, exactly. You How know, does this? That should tell you. Me? So. I was going to say, that's should tell you what point of the offseason we're in right now because yeah. uh, everyone's kind of gone to their cottages from what it looks like. So um, not a lot of moves. Except uh, for the ones that have happened have been major. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like we've hit that point in the offseason we always joke about where it's like, all right, well, we get through the first wave of free agent signings. And I feel like we already get done with the first wave of free agent signings. Like just some of them signed. And then it was like, all right, we're done. We're just going to – take our time with the rest of these contracts. Like I feel like every other off season, if like a Klingberger or Kadri is on the market, they already are signed by now, but it's just crazy. It's, it's, it is definitely one of the weirdest off seasons we've ever had. This is probably the closest we've gotten to an NBA, like off season, Mm -hmm. at least like this year in the past, the last year, especially too. Like last year was crazy as well. Um, But yeah, (laughs) jokes aside, like, Seattle, I think they also re-signed Morgan Geeky today, so that's good. And, of course, they traded for Oliver Bjorkstrand. I guess we could we could start off on that trade and then get into the, the Kachuk trade after. Columbus, man, like, what a what a, a bipolar, like, offseason they had. You signed Johnny Gaudreau, incredible signing, and then you signed Erica Branson, and then you signed, re-signed Patrick Liney, but then you have to get rid of Oliver Bjorkstrand, who has been, like, he was drafted by Columbus. He's been there for a while. Like, I... I forget what his contract is, but I think he has like a four year more years of 5.8. Exactly. Like that's a very good contract. And I forget what the stat was, but basically over the past like few seasons, he's scored more goals than Patrick Line has. So this guy is a consistent goal scorer. You look at all the analytics, he's an analytical darling. Like they're he's he's more one of the more underrated players in the NHL. And Seattle just picked him up for basically pocket change. Like what was it, a third and a fourth round pick? Mm-hmm. Amazing by Seattle. I remember last year just being really underwhelmed by how their their expansion draft went, and even like their, their that draft. But I think since like the the trade deadline where they just 
acquired all those picks. Obviously, they had Shane Wright fall into the lap, and then they just picked a bunch of guys in the second round. Like, they just had an amazing draft, and they now had a great offseason. Like, they picked up Burkowski. I think I'm definitely missing a player or two. It feels like they've done more. Justin Schultz was another one yeah, they Justin picked Schultz. up. Hey, they have Kempney and Schultz together now. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. Yeah. Uh, they picked up Martin Jones as well to fill in for the gap till <laughs> yeah. Dreaker comes back. But, like, honestly, the way they set up their offense right now is they just said, hey, listen, we're going to load these wings up for Paneers and Ryan going forward. Like, we're not going to wait till we get a young winger to play with them. Because, like, think about it. Veneers and Wright right now at the wings are going to have Everly Schwartz, Burakovsky, Bjorkstrand, Gord, McCann. Like, they might, they'll probably play Gord at center. John Hayden, don't forget about that. Right. Morgan Geeky. <laughs> like, they have, they are really setting their wings up extremely nice to where these two young centermen are not going to be playing with Joe Schmo and, you know, Mark Donk and Buzz Mark Donk and Buzz Flibbit. <laughs> it's been a really strong offseason for them, though. Like, yeah, they didn't maybe hit the home run signing that people were thinking, including myself. Um, Obviously, it sounds like the market and the way the market's kind of shaped kind of made that because, like, Gaudreau wasn't going to go west or else they probably could have thrown much money at him. Probably um, stayed in if that were the case. Exactly. And they're probably not going to go Klingberg because of the Schultz Schultz signing now. Um, But besides that, like, it's – productive offseason i expect them to be better next year i don't know how much better because of their goaltending but like there's no way phil grubauer is that bad again next year there's no, no he was like historical bad like he was awful last year he can't and be that bad you can't be and like my question with columbus right now is like yeah they're still like not cap compliant apparently which is funny to me but um yeah so i'm looking at seattle's cap friendly i was like maybe they can make another move now they only have 2.2 but at the same time uh, Chris Dreger hasn't been put on uh, LTIR or whatever they're going to do with him. But Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at Columbus right now, and it's just like, I don't know, man. Nyquist was 32. He has no trade protection. One year left, 5.5. You couldn't move that contract. Um, I wouldn't mind if the Blackhawks picked up that contract. Yeah, well, if it's some butts or candy and nuts. It's yeah. just like, I, I don't know, man. If like, I had wheels, I'd be a wagon. Exactly. Like, they're bank. Like, I get it. It's a safe bet to bet on, like, Cole Sillinger, Kent Johnson, Chinikov. Uh, I think uh, Marshenko's coming up this year, too. Like, Bemstrom's still guys. there. They got guys coming Like, up. they have young guys that can fill these voids. It's just like, I don't know. The way the money's tied up right now is extremely interesting going forward. I would have I would have tried to find a way to keep Yorkstrand just – personally but i guess the way the cap situation is going that's not possible um but if columbus is bad next year dude vladislav gavrikov's getting them a first like don't even get it twisted but that's all they got for Bjorkstrand. like is there not really another team that could have even at least gave them a second or something like i think the just looking at that contract and his production i think that's worth like a first round pick maybe not unprotected but like you know, if that's a guy you traded at the deadline or whatever, if they manage to keep him, you can definitely get, like, a first and a decent prospect. Four years a term, too. Like, you I don't know. That. Like, and, like, he's 20, what, 27, 27. <laughs> oh, I, I don't understand. Nyquist that. was 32, and they kept him on the roster. But, like, and, I, I don't oh. like it. I don't like it. I don't, I, I, I don't really – I get it. This was – is there a knee-jerk move by Yarmulke like Kekalayan? You don't see that a lot, I feel like. No. And I know he made the point. It's like it's very hard to get cap space, but like, dude, he this is a guy who had twenty eight goals and twenty nine assists last year. Like, come on, you just flipped him for a third and a fourth. Like, if the standards Vegas, like, yeah, I guess you did better, but like, come on, guys, yeah. like, that's a consistent twenty goal score the last four seasons, like you stated, and then he had forty points in uh, twenty seventeen, like. 
That's that's not the guy I trade first. No, and that's like that's a guy they drafted, I think, in 2013 that they've developed for a long time, and like they signed him a long-term contract. He wanted, to, I think, he wanted to even be there because I saw like he liked the tweet about him like going out of Columbus. Mm-hmm. I don't think that went over well, so I. Oh, it's not the only person who didn't want to get traded and uh, probably <laughs> thought he was going to stay in that city for a long time because I think we could segue into the thing that people really want to hear because we're a couple of days late to this one because, uh, you know, we all have lives and, you know, Friday. we got to go to our home. cottages too, you know. Yeah, as Jimmy and I are sitting there watching a movie. <laughs> it's just like I like I check my phone and I like I, I shed a brick. Like there's no we way Matt we Kachuk just got traded to Florida. Were we all drunk that night? Like mm-hmm. everyone in our, in, our, in our group chat? Everyone's a little inebriated and we just look at the chat or we look and we're like, am I double taking right now? And then like mm-hmm. – the best part, okay, so obviously for if you're living under a rock the last – because, like, I feel like we don't do this a lot. We just kind of, like, jump into the trade. But, like, if you're living under a rock, Magic Kachuk got traded to the Florida Panthers for Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Wieger, Cole Schwint, and a 2025 first-round pick. And uh, Florida does wow. not have a first-round – won't have pick in the first round for four years. That's a presidential term right there. Yep. <laughs> it is. You're going to go for it. Go for it. But – I, I remember I was looking at I, I looked at Jimmy and I was like, okay, so it's got to be like Lundell, Weger, and what else? That's what I thought. I really thought Lundell was going to go, but I did not expect Huberto at all. Trading Jonathan Huberto is still wild to me. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to have both sides of the equation, right? Like, you're going to have people that say, oh, well, the Flames got or the Flames, you know, obviously are trying to still contend. They the Flames are in the best spot in this trade because they can win either way. Even if they they're can... winning, perfect. Extend yeah. them. We're rocking. You suck, dude. You have two beautiful trade ships at the deadline, but dude, I don't know. I, I, last thing I'll or the last thing I say before I let you chime in real quick about it, I just want to say from Florida's perspective, I don't understand. Like, if, if the if the goal was to move Mackenzie Weger at the end of the day, right? You could have got so much more for him on his own. I feel like, like, we heard rumblings at the draft, like, he, I don't know. Uh, like just, Ottawa was Ottawa wasn't on him. Like he couldn't have like managed to get like a first from him from them or something. You know? like, and then you could flip that first to go get Kachuk. It's just yeah. I don't know. I don't definitely know. a better way that they could have gone about this. So questionable or, asset management. When is when is the last time, if ever at all, have two hundred free? I don't think it's happened. Two five. And Jonathan Huberto had 115. Like, when when's that happen? Before? Tied with Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you did you see that picture of uh, Flames fans with their Gaudreau jersey? They just cover up like the first like few letters, and then it's just like they put Huber instead of. Oh yeah. yeah. And imagine how Huberto feels right now because the guy was number two overall pick, number three, number three, I believe, in 2011. Yeah. Number three overall pick, like kind of brought like he and Barkov brought the franchise back from mm-hmm. nothing. He's been I, through there through all the tough years. Like he won a Calder in twenty thirteen. Like he's been there for a while. I'm and, sorry. And like he's aging like Patrick Kane did in his prime. Like Patrick Kane didn't you know, hit his scoring prime until his late twenties, yeah. like Huberto did. And I keep stating that with Huberto, yeah, the analytics may not look great. Yeah, he may not play defense, but the guy has That's found a way man. to hit his stride in his game at the right time and I, I don't know man like i get age is a thing but a guy like that can play until he's 38 on an eight-year deal that's all i'm gonna say he's 29 right like yeah just turned 29 
a month ago. Oh, man. I just don't get it from Florida's perspective. I really don't. Like, I've been trying to, like, like you know, I, I try to, like, think, like, okay, well, you know, Kachuk's younger. Like, he, he's got – he's amazing. He's a unicorn in the analytics department. He's bringing all the intangibles off the He's ice, really but- just a unicorn in general. Like, both, well, really both the Kachuk brothers are, but, yeah, Matthew in particular. 100%. But, like, like he's my modern- biggest fear – Sorry, I was going to say, he's just he's a modern-day power forward. That's what you want out of a oh, power literally. forward in today's NHL. Not like Milan Lucic back like 10 years ago. Like, this is what you want out of a, a power forward. You ask forward. every GM what they want, they're going to say Matthew Kachuk, like 100%. Yeah. And there were so many teams uh, in on Matthew Kachuk. Like, I think Carolina was in them. Like, the big connection was St. Louis, obviously, being from there. His dad played there and all that. I think his, his family still lives in the area. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I did not expect Florida. And like my immediate, my immediate reaction is who the hell are they going to give up for Kachuk? Cause they, they went all in at the trade deadline, not only trading that, that first round pick to Montreal, they traded one to Philadelphia, both unprotected, by the way, not that they're going to make the playoffs, but if you're Montreal, Philadelphia, you're uh, not looking too shabby. I don't think, but yeah, I, I still expect them to be a, uh, uh, a very good team, but there's just like the moves they made thus offseason. Like Paul Maurice, I'm not sh- still sure about that. And like Matthew Kachuk, like he's, a, he's an incredible player. They got him locked up. He's a oh younger player. God, than... I forgot they signed Paul Maurice. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's that like went right over my head for a second. Jesus, that's bad. Oh, okay, sorry. And like I obviously, I don't think they would have been able to keep Uyghur and Huberto that like they might have, but like that's a lot of money you have to give out. But d- does this make them better at the end of the day? I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out. Like that's a like a bit of a cop out, but I I don't know to be honest. Like, listen, I get Florida like Panther fans and people who cover the Panthers are pretty high on this defense that they defensive core that they kind of built right now. But uh, Which from an outsider, two former Blackhawks, Ford yeah. and Carlson. <laughs> but uh, from an outsider's perspective, it looks like Ekblad and his band are marrying that. So yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I you are asking you are asking so much out of Forsling and Montour. You are asking so much out of them this season. It's I don't think they can live up. Hey, to they that. have Michael Del Zotto and Anthony Potato. My bad. Sorry, they'll be fine. My bad. Don't worry, Panthers fans. Help My bad. Out. And now I'm hearing things that like Kachuk won't even play with Barkov. It's like guys, it, the point of getting the hundred point player is to play him to where he still gets a hundred points every year. Like I'm sorry, that's my biggest question mark with Kachuk. Like. Yes, he, he had 40 goals, 100-something points. Season? Yeah, It's a unicorn season. Every other year, he's a 70, 80-point guy. Like, is this is this the new mean, or is he going to regress back to what he's normally scoring? And if he does, and Huberto stays at that 100-point pace for Calgary, that's 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 going to be a tough pill to swallow. Going yeah, forward. that's what I, I want to kind of go through. Like, does – so Matthew Kachuk came into the league 2016-17, 48 points in 76 games, 27-18, 49 points, 68 games, 2018-19, this is where he kind of started to take off, 77 points in 80 games, uh, 2019-20 before uh, COVID hit, 61 points in 69 games, nice. Um, the the shortened season last year, 43 points in 56 games, but then of course this year, 104 points in 82 games. But then you look at Jonathan Huberdo. I just got to quickly pull him up. Hang on. Do, 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 do. Fill in time. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it's like age is definitely <laughs> going to play a factor. Like, Huberdo's 29. Kachuk just turned 24. Like, mm-hmm. that's definitely going to play a factor. You're getting the best years of Matthew Kachuk on this contract. That much you cannot deny. He's getting – you're getting Kachuk at 9.5 and a tax-free state from 24 to 32. That's probably the best years you could have a player yep. of this caliber from. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Kadri in a way. Like, so, yeah, 
Jonathan Huberto's first year was all the way back in 2013, the, the lockout short year, 31 points in 48 games, I believe he won the Calder. There was a couple of years where he struggled. Well, actually, just this one year, 28 points in 69 games, nice 2013-14, but then he started to put string together some consistent seasons, 54 points, 79 games, 2014-15, 59 points in 76 games, 2015-16. That was the first year that the Panthers made it back to the playoffs, but then Looks like he had his uh, season cut short by an injury in 2016-17, 26 points, 31 games. Then 2017-18, 69 points, 82 games. Nice. Yeah, but this is really where he really starts to take off. This 2018-19 season here, he had 92 points in 82 games. 2019-20, 78 points in 69 games. Nice. Uh, 61 points in 55 games in, 20, in the walkout short season. And then this last year, 115 points in 80 games, including 85 assists in 80 games. Like, the past four years, he's been – well over point per game player. Yeah, and talk about if you're going to lose both Kachuk and Gaudreau, that's a hell of a Gaudreau replacement. He basically yeah. had the same point totals, just not 40 goals. Uh, Got to be really happy if you're Elias Lindholm right now in Calgary. Like, oh, I might actually score 40. Oh, I got oh we lost Gaudreau. Oh, I got, or I got Huberto. Yeah. Right, and then, like, I mean, Calgary's got the cap space. I think we've looked at Calgary's sheet before. They have to move a defenseman. Like, there's just – Jimmy and I were looking at this Friday, and, like, Valimaki's their seventh right now. And, like, I know Valimaki's – not Chicago, woo! Yeah, right. Big puck going defenseman. Mm. Like, they still need to sign Shillington. They have, like – I just don't see it. I don't yeah, they that. have 9.3 left. Do they really have to sign? Well, they have to resign Magic Pony and Shillington. That's it, but that's a lot. Of, that's going to be a bit of money, I imagine. I would think, yeah. And they got to – dude, like I just – I got to think there's a move here on the back end at some point because they have like eight guys they could probably start every game from what I'm looking at. Because I, I, I think like Malosh and them, like they can all like fucking make it in there. But I don't know, man. Calgary, Calgary's going to contend. They're not going to be bottom they feeders. They Kevin Rooney, don't you forget. Oh, God. Tell me. They also they have support. how their cap friendly is structured right now. Like, obviously, it isn't 100% ac- accurate, but, like, nine, they have nine forwards on the team, and then they have nine defense. <laughs> they have nine yep. defensemen, so, yeah. Something's got to give, Doc. I mean, you mean they might have, like, um, they might have people come up. Prospects, yeah, they have, like, like Peltier that could come up that maybe Connor Zari, but... Cole Schwint's going to come Cole up with four Schwint. Schwint. and win the Calder, baby! Hell Get yeah. excited. Get excited, Flames Nation, Red Mile, oh. or whatever it's called. Also, just want to make this point. If Florida starts sucking, they're so fucked. They're so fucked. Oh, yeah. like, Both those first are unprotected, from what I know. Like, you're lucky. Like, we've looked at their cap situation before. Like, they have a lot of guys. Like, they have a, they, we, we talked about this. They have, like, a three-year window. In theory, does Kachuk open that window more? I don't know. Um, we'll find out. All I know is that uh, if an F, if an Ekblad or a Barkov gets hurt, that team's in trouble. That team is in trouble, yeah. especially Ekblad. If Ekblad goes down again, dude, like oh, they don't have fear to replace that anymore. They don't have whatever. Like you, you they really must think Gustav Forsling's going to take my the team, not my problem. Exactly. It's crazy. And then, like, you got Panthers fans just taking copium. Like, ugh, you guys don't get it. We could have spent 20 mil on Uyghur and Huberto. It's like, from what it sounds like, Huberto was not going to sign in that. And I can't wait till they sign at numbers that are way less than y'all think they were going to sign at. It's going to make them look really bad. Sounds like Huberto wasn't impressed with how things went down. Because, like, apparently it's like the contract talks were going south. And then 
the, the next one will probably go was him being treated to <laughs> yeah Vegas only it was him being treated to Calgary. Um, but yeah, so it's just all yeah. So Florida's first round pick this year is unprotected, but looking at Philadelphia, their top their 2024 first round pick is top 10 protected. So could you imagine they somehow missed the playoffs in 2024 that then and they like pick in the top 10 that would then push back um, that first round pick to Philadelphia to 2025. And then I would imagine the pick that uh, Calgary got would be pushed to 2026. So that's something crazy to think about if that that's somehow. Oh, yeah. I don't still. I think the big question is how much are you going to do in the playoffs? And I, I just I just don't know if they got better. But hell, maybe they just got like they. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they got better. I don't. Who, Calgary? No, they did. Oh, they lost Matt to get. Oh, Florida? No, they both yeah. didn't get better. Both teams didn't get no. better at the end of the day. Florida got worse in a division where almost every team got better, except Tampa, yeah. ironically. Um, yeah. But Tampa's like, still going to be good, so. It's fucking Tampa. Unless Andre Vasilevsky's out the whole year, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. It's literally going to take Vasilevsky, like, knock on wood, it's literally going to take Vasilevsky having a season-ending injury for them to miss the playoffs. I'm sorry. Anyone who tells you otherwise, like, I don't they know. Could what lose, they could lose. Like, they could have the no bottom six and still make the playoffs. That's not a problem. Yeah, they could lose Kucherov the whole year, like even Hemman, and I think they'd be fun. They literally won it every time without one without Kucherov, one without Stamkos. Like, who cares? Uh, it, Florida doesn't have those luxuries, though. They don't. They no. if like you know if an Alex Barkov goes down, like you're asking a hell of a lot out of Sam Reinhardt and Carter Verhage. Mm-hmm. And Anton Lundell, like, if Matthew Kachuk goes down, God forbid, like, you got a big hole to fill on that left wing now. Like, Anthony Duclair is already out till at least 2023. Yeah, what was it, seven, eight months or something? Yeah. Six, seven, like, a, a long time, either way. See, it was an Achilles or an ACL. Either way, it's a bad injury yeah. that takes like, a long time. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, Sam Bennett, like, okay. We'll see where that goes. Like, I don't know, man. Back together. Let's go. Oh, like they are really. And also, the one thing we haven't talked about: Sergey Bobrovsky might have one of his every other year I suck things happen, like Pekka Rinne. You never know. Like Bobrovsky yeah. could shit the bed. Knight might not be ready, and then that team's really in a bad spot. I, they are really betting on themselves, and I just don't see it. I, I keep. I can't even talk myself into it. I. I, I can't. Bobrovsky's year last year wasn't even that great, like 913, especially when you're paying him mid 10 point something. No, that's still 10. Yeah, but he was good when they got swept in the playoffs last year. You're right. Good point. Jesus. And I also like learn how to score power play goals, like for the love of God. (laughs) Because you guys could have won. They probably shouldn't even made it past the first round this year. Like, like Washington kind of had that series to them, and then they just got their ass whipped by Tampa. Kind of a, I, I, I think they took a step backwards. Yep. Yeah, they got no but, first round picks for the next three years, so have fun. Literally, like there could be a scenario where they're not picking in. Well, it, well, like, like the latest that they could not be picking in the first round is like twenty twenty five. Like, next one they'll actually have one is twenty twenty six. That is. 
That is a true, kid. That's though. not a real year. That is a kid. Literally, that all the Marvel shit they just announced. They didn't even announce anything in 2026. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Jesus, you're mm-hmm. drafting a 2008 born kid. <laughs> Literally, like I was like, I can't wait till that 13 year old that they traded for Kachuk is going to be amazing. Like, I can't mm-hmm. fucking wait. Next Gretzky, baby. That's what I'm saying, Brooksy. That is what I am saying, Brooksy. But yeah. yeah. I kind of want to touch on it more from the, the Calgary perspective because I kind of want to loop it in with Gaudreau because it's funny. When I saw when we saw Gaudreau sign Columbus, I, I don't know if it's just because I follow more Devils fans and not many Flames fans, but I, I I think I saw more pissed off Devils fans than I did Flames fans. Well, I know you don't listen to their show, but I listened to the Chicklet show when they had Gaudreau on last week, and Gaudreau yeah. was in talks with New Jersey up until 4 o'clock on, on the day when Columbus yeah. called in. Like, he was going to sign with – like, from everything Gaudreau says in that interview, the only one who was willing to give him the money on that day was New Jersey after he said F you to Calgary. And Mm -hmm. then he said, well, like, this isn't going where I want it to go, but, like, if it has to happen, I guess it will happen. Then Columbus threw him an offer that, like – I don't even know, like, if it's something with the contract, but, like, everything he's heard about the team and it's – it's, it's a big family thing, too. Like, he doesn't want to be too close to New Jersey and stuff. But also, like, if you're a New Jersey fan, like, suck it. Y'all lost on everyone. <laughs> Literally everyone. Suck hey, it. but they got Vitek Vanacek. Though. But they got Andre Pilat. That's right. Fucking, like, good honestly, thing he's good in the playoffs. So and the Devils will definitely make it. Looks so fucking good on you. Oh, we tried to get Kachuk. Yeah, I bet, bro. I fucking bet. Oh, yeah, I we tried that. to get Fiala. We tried to get the Brinkett. We didn't get a forward that could help this team going forward. We got a defenseman. Sorry, man. Like, New Jersey fans, you want to be pissed? Like, sit in your shit. Don't really know what to tell you. Like, sit maybe you, should, maybe you shouldn't have played hardball to where even, like, when they lowballed the Brinkett, you still couldn't pay up. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. I don't know. I have very little sympathy for, for Devils fans. I really yeah. do. Really do. They won the lottery so much the last five years, and you still suck. You're literally the new age Oilers. Ed- Edmonton, <laughs> Edmonton moment. You're the new age Oilers. It's fucking sad, honestly. Gonna waste Jack Hughes, wasting Nico Heashier, because everyone thinks Heashier's a bum now because of the way you guys use him. Fucking Jesper Bratt's gonna get out of town soon because you're not gonna pay him the money he's worth. And you guys are gonna fucking ruin Luke Hughes somehow. Can't wait. Can't can't no, wait, bro. I'll go with Quinn. Can't Let's wait. go. Cannot wait. I'm sorry. All of Hughes brothers are coming to Chicago. The trip, not the triplets. Oh, and the best part about New Jersey, goaltending's our problem. So, like you said, what do we do to fix it? Vitek Vanacek. Couldn't give Campbell five times five? Yeah, I'd be pissed too if I was a Devils fan. I'd be pissed too if I was a Devils fan. Hey, but John Marino and not Tyson. Oh, yeah, they did. That, That move was okay, I guess, but like. Oh, you may congratulations you signed five more years and you just drafted one second overall. Like, think about how much term is on their right side right now. What the fuck's Nemich gonna do when he gets up? Like, it's it's fucking right now it's Hamilton, Severson, Marino, Nemich on the death chart on the okay, right side. Okay, well Severson has one year left, but at the same time Marino has five years left and then Dougie Hamilton has six years left. Dude, the first three years of Nemich's career he's going to get fucking sheltered on the third pair the whole time. He's not going to be able to develop properly in that system. Unless you're going to throw Marino on the third pair, which if you start doing that, that's just fucking pointless because he's getting overpaid. You shouldn't pay a third pairing defenseman 
$5 million or whatever he's getting paid. That's why Pittsburgh traded him in the first place. I'm sorry, dude. The Devils suck. Like, I, it, it, the more I think about them, the more they frustrate me. Like, you guys should not be this stagnantly bad. But they are. And it's sad. But don't worry. They got Andre Palat for five years. So, have fun. Have fun. Gave, Gaudreau, gave the Gaudreau money to Marino and Palat, by the way. Yeah. But good oh, thing they'll make the for a thirty-year-old. Don't forget that. Right? Trade Zaka for a thirty-year-old too. Don't forget about that. Great job, guys. Great job. Nice yeah, job. Over. Over. They're having their <laughs> pure pure Dorian, Dorian moment. Literally, bro. Sorry, like they. I don't mean to keep grilling New Jersey. I know you were just trying to make a point. <laughs> well, it's always an appropriate time to do that. Anyways, yeah, like back to the control, the control thing. Um, just, I, I think really like COVID has obviously changed a lot of things and that's probably what happened with Johnny Gaudreau from what I heard. Um, like everyone's getting mad at him in Calgary. I mean, yeah, it's well within your right, but then at the same time, it's well within his right to leave. It's not like he requested a trade on like someone we're going to get into later. Like he was drafted there. Like he played in college until I think he won the Hobie Baker. And then he joined them for that 2015 playoff run. Like he was there for a while. Like he was there for seven, eight seasons. And did he really like, he had great regular seasons, maybe didn't perform so much in the playoffs, but like he was there for quite a bit. And obviously it stings, but also like this, this guy's a, this guy's a human being too. Like he gets to go closer to his family. His dad had a heart attack. I think I was literally about to ago. say his dad had a heart mm-hmm. attack in 2018. Yeah. Like, come on. He's been thinking about this before the pandemic. Like, yeah, clearly. It's nice to know. Yeah. And it's nice to know like that. He's a family oriented guy, oriented guy. So I can, I respect that. And he's also, is he's having, his wife is having yeah. a baby. So yeah. And they want the baby to be closer to home. It makes sense. And like, they brought it up. Like, yeah, they could have went to New Jersey. But then if you live in New Jersey and your family's from New Jersey, it's literally just a revolving door at your house the whole time. Like, you're never going to have alone time. Everyone get, like, cousins you never knew are going to come over, blah, blah, blah. You're in Columbus, you could drive six hours to see me. It's way better than, like, a six-hour flight over the border in yeah. Calgary. Like, I I totally get it. And, like, he brought up the point of, like, um, just, like, travel in the NHL. And, like, I know Taves brought this point up a couple years ago of how bad it is. Yeah. And it's just, like... Especially yeah, when you play can, Yeah, playing in Calgary, dude, you're getting back at 5 a.m. every night. Like, come on now. And then they got to go to the morning skate at 11 the next day. Like, it's just – I don't know, man. Like, I, I could total, I totally get where he's coming from. And, yeah, like like you said, Pierce, COVID at the end of the day probably did play a little bit of a role in it. Like, you can't even deny that. Like, cannot even – like, y'all were in, like, a full-on lockdown for two years. That was not happening in the States. Like, it, I get it. To an extent, but can't like you said, Pierce. He's a, he's a he's a fucking human being. You can't knock him if you're a fan of Calgary. Like at the end of the day, these players don't owe you a fucking thing. It doesn't matter if you buy their merch. It doesn't matter how many games you go to. Doesn't matter how loud you scream their name. They don't owe you a damn thing. And that's like the last thing I really want to say, Andrew, from, from my perspective. Like. Sorry, yeah, you could be a butthurt Flames or Devils fan all you want. His choice, his right. Suck it. Again, I feel like I, I saw more. I don't know if it's just like because I follow a few more Devils fans, but I just felt like Devils fans were more pissed than Flames fans than anything. I feel like from one of the Flames eyes, no, the Flames fans I saw, they were mostly like just a point, but the Devils fans were pissed off. Like, you really chose Columbus. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. And maybe that should tell something about your franchise's direction. 
Because, like, at least when Columbus sets their direction towards something, you know what they're doing. Oh, we're going for it. Okay, we get it. Oh, we're trying to at least make the playoffs. Okay, we get that. Oh, we're going for a full-on rebuild. Okay, we get we get that. New Jersey's direction is just something. Like, for a team that wants to get out of a rebuild, didn't do much to get out of a rebuild this year. It's very, very uh, man who now sh- not shall be named-esque offseason from them. But um, at the end of the day, I'm happy for Goudreau. Columbus is going to love him. Like he's going oh, to have a lot of fun feeding Patrick Liney the puck. Yeah. Oh God, it's going to be lethal. Oh yeah, kind of more on Columbus. Patrick Liney signed a four-year extension, eight point seven million per. Like, got three UFA years. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, what's the thing? Like, you can argue the money, but like, what's the thing with Columbus? They've always had trouble keeping people there. You got Goudreau to sign there. You got Line to stay there now. You got a bunch of. Young guys coming up, like you got Wierenski locked up. I think you got uh, Merz Lincoln's locked up for a bit. Like they, they got a nice thing going there. I don't know if they make the playoffs this year, but like they can definitely be a competitive team. They're gonna, they're definitely be better than they were last year. Dude, they they barely missed the playoffs last year with one of their worst defensive formations. I think it was their worst, like most even most goals in franchise. I remember seeing that, which blew my mind because they have had some god awful teams over the years. Like, yeah. Well, they were god awful, but they played defense. This team was just running gun. Yeah. Um, and like we kind of talked about it with Seattle. Like, you're really put like Columbus is really putting their young centerman in a good spot to succeed right now. Like, hell, if you're Ken Johnson right now on the power play, you're gonna get pucks from Gaudreau, and then you're gonna be whipping on the line A, or you're gonna just be shooting them yourself. Sillinger is gonna get a chance at these guys, like Marshenko's gonna get a chance at these guys who's got a who's just so wickedly talented from Russia. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see what he does. Chinikov showed flashes last year. You'd think he'd take a step. Like, there's definitely pieces there. Uh, they have good character guys there, too. I love – like, the way they built their bottom six, I really like. Because, like, obviously you have guys like Boone Jenner who can play top six. But then, like, Corrali, Robinson. Like, I, Matthew Olivier was actually a really underrated pickup that I thought was pretty yes, good. Yes, sir! I, I think I forget if that trade that trade happened like right before a big trade. I remember that, but I remember we, I remember we started off one of our podcasts with that. Just like there was a big trade, and I, I remember there's another big trade. And I was like, oh yeah, there's that trade too. I forget which one it was, and it's oh yeah, I, and then, like Roslevic's still there. Like yeah. Emil Benstrom's uh, only 23, so he probably still has room to grow. Uh, you're going to give guys like Bean and like hopefully Boquist can get keep his health up because then like guys like Bean and Boquist will get legit looks this year. Um, there's a lot they'll be excited about in Columbus right now, that's for sure. Like, out of, the three teams Blue Jackets about, out of the three teams we talked about, I'd be the most excited to be a Blue Jackets fan right now because Florida, I got a lot of question marks, but like, yeah, it would still be good. And then Calgary, it's like, I don't know what the hell that team's going to be come opening night. So, yeah, I don't know either. Like, but. It's set up again, like it's back to that trade. Like it's set up to where if they suck, they can trade them, and if they are good, then they can keep them. Exactly. Which is why, I, which is why I prefer the way Calgary came out in that trade at the end of the day. Oh, like I would have never thought Jonathan Huberto gets traded. Never. No. Ever. No. It, it, it's crazy to think that like a guy that just got 115 points got thrown out the door. That like Weger, I can understand. Like I, I could see that coming. But as soon as I saw Huberto, I had to be like. I had to do like five double, double five double checks. I'm like, I saw I saw the blue check mark. I saw El Freeman. and I'm like, I'm this still's gotta be a troll. No Dude, way. What am I getting punked? What the hell is going on? Yeah. Like <laughs> just yeah, I, I definitely thought so. And it happened at like, like 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Like, what are yeah. we doing, guys? Go home. You're, 
Yeah, I was at I was at the bar when it broke. I'm like, oh, like, it's the weekend. Like, chill out. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. But you know, puck never sleeps. Now, Kadri, go sign somewhere. In other words, uh, Colorado make the trade to get the cap space to sign Kadri. There we go. There That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> with the first, let's go. Um. So. Another thing that happened, uh, Nashville signed Nino Niederreiter to a damn good contract. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how. Again, like there really wasn't better offers out there. I mean, like good contract for Nashville. That's not even a, a horrible contract for Nino Niederreiter. But just like look, again, like looking at how consistent of a player he's been. He's like a 20, 25, even thirty goal scorer a couple times. I think in his career, like he's consistently had great analytics. Like that's a guy you put in your middle six, like two years for a guy. I think who's 30 years old. Like that's more than reasonable. I, I just don't get why there wasn't more of a market for him, but at the same, but at the same time, like not much cap space. So I was going to say, so the big thing I feel like with Niederreiter and a couple of these guys who haven't been like Paul Sassy's another one is uh, there's a lot of teams trying to get cap space for Kaji right now. I feel like, and I feel like Nashville might have been one of those teams and then eventually just said, you know what? We can't get the cap space to work. We'll just – we're going to go get one of the secondary guys. We'll get the next best guy probably at exactly. least forward. And usually – and I kind of thought like guys like Niederreiter were going to wait to get signed until Kadri got signed because it would maybe set the market for them. But, I mean, like if I'm one of these – if I'm one of these teams right now, i jump on the – idea of getting a guy like him so like i i applaud nashville for that regard i mean honestly their off season for a team that made the playoffs last year is not terrible like they got mcdonough they got data rider yeah they got older but it's because i ran into david poyle in the law and <laughs> i ran into him at the draft so that's why i gave him i gave him like the, the power i like hmm. him, oh hey and then yeah that's what and, I and saros will be healthy this time so that'll help a bunch. yeah that's that is a very good. Hey, guess who their backup is? Kevin Stankin. <laughs> oh, I, for, I, for, I forgot about that. Jesus. Oh, uh, I like Lankinen, but that's going to be another year where Saros is probably starting like 60 games. Like That's good for Lankinen, though. Lankinen probably yeah. was. Yeah, he'll be. I guess that's true. Like, he'll be paying a way better defensive system than Chicago. But Yeah, exactly. So that'll be nice for him. But. Kevin Lincoln in that yellow is going to be ugly. I'm going to tell you. I mean, who exactly in that jersey looks good? So. No one. <laughs> no. Absolutely no one. Get on. But uh, uh, Nita Ryder and Gramlin back together. <laughs> oh, yeah. They just love. David Poyle must have loved them a while with beating up on him back in the 2010s. Like, he got Grandland. He got him. He took a flyer on Cunning at one point. Like, dude, That's come on. Right. He has taken flyers on so many Minnesota Wild guys. Minnesota. Um, yeah. So now it's just operation to actually play Tolvin and Tomasino to where they can play well. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm just looking at their cap friendly. I hate how Yoakum Kamel fell to them at 17 or whatever it was. Of course, it had to be Nashville, but... Yeah, because Karamaki went to uh, Vancouver. Yeah. Sure. Or no, it was actually Buffalo was the reason he found home. Yeah, because Buffalo they Oostland. Yeah, they got Oostland. Ah, Jacob, I'm going to slap Kevin Adams on the wrist for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so here's some of the UFAs that are still remaining. 
So Nazem Kadri is obviously still there. Uh, I'm just sorting by points. Patrice Bergeron, I think that's going to get done soon. Like, he, I know he's going back to Boston. Like, there's already been, like, things that I'm saying, like, yeah, he's going to go Boston, take a sweetheart deal, which is not a surprise at all. Phil Kesslet, 52 points in 82 games, 44 assists. I literally think Kessel's going to go back to Arizona. Dead ass. I think he just uh, likes it there. I don't think he cares. Yeah, he just likes being out of the spotlight, and I, I respect that. Like Johnny, like, like low-key, Johnny Gaudreau gets way less media attention in Columbus than he would in Calgary, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. And New Jersey, for that matter. Literally pretty much any Canadian team you go to to the United States, you're going to get less attention. Mm-hmm. Except maybe, like, the like original Six City. But even then, like, not really that huge of a difference. Um, yeah, John Klingberg is still available. Uh, Paul Stastny is still available. Evan Rodriguez, Sonny Milano, Danson Heinen, too. And then you're kind of starting to get into these guys like Sam Gunn, Ryan Donato, Tyler Ennis, Anton Stroman, Alex Chason, and no race on Chason. What a bait. What a fucking stud. Or, this is a free agent, too. I, I don't know if he's retiring or not. Same with Joe Thornton, but. Dude, Jumbo Joe's got to. Like, I heard Char's retiring soon. Like, I think that's getting announced next did you week. See, did, did, you, did you see the thing that Zidane. He's the only one to play the second round. Get fucked, Toronto. Honestly. Get absolutely crapped on. Like, so funny. I'm going right Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I think Chara and uh, Thornton are the only active players in the at least that haven't retired yet that played or drafted in the 1990s. The only other person that fits that is Craig Anderson. I think he was drafted in like 1999 and then he got signed, went back, got drafted yeah. by the Hawks. Yes, sir. Hawks legend Craig Anderson. Get excited. <laughs> yeah, Illinois area. Um, oh, baby. Craig Anderson. Kelvin DeHaan's still a free agent. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. I, I wonder why. It's a real brain buster on that one, guys. Hmm. Um, shows his low light reel of him getting walked on every goal last year. Ah, okay. Makes more sense now. God bless God. Calvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much for free agents. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just still surprised that... Where's uh, PK going? Hmm? Where are he going? Oh, number 51. They haven't even put the signing in yet. Buddy Robinson to Chicago, baby. Woo! I I don't know who that is. That is a that is a baseball player from the 1930s who played for the New York Yankees. And then he went to go fight off in World War II and came back and he died. I'm looking at this dude's contract. So he was drafted. He was a Sen. Then he was a Jet. Then he was a Flame. Then he was a Doc. And now he's a Hawk. Okay. Career high in points at six. Get excited, Hawks Nation. Get excited, it- Hawks Nation. Yes, sir. He's a damn good AHL player, though, so that'll be nice for Rocker that, if he goes exactly there. exactly what they need. And I think they gave him a contract to where if he does go to the AHL, he's going to get paid a boatload of money. Which good for him. I will say one thing. I do yeah. like that Kyle Davidson's done that with some of those. Like, Brett Sini, I know, his contracts like that. Um, who, I, who's the other guy they signed with Sini? On, uh, um, Luke Philp. Yeah, Phil or Philly. University of Alu- Alberta alumni, just like my sister. Mm-hmm. But like, I like how he's like making it to where like if these guys do get sent down, they're still gonna get paid handsomely because this franchise should not be cheaping out the way they are. I'm sorry, 
They make way too much money to you want to talk about any old truck leaving. Yes, I actually do want to talk about that because that that very much pissed me off. I'm sorry. I will not hear otherwise. I think it pissed everyone off. Like, who was happy about it? Jimmy. He's a hater. Wait, did Jimmy? No, Jimmy, like, hates Olchek for some reason. Like, I can't stand that shit. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. My number one gripe with this, and you, I told you this, and I told the group chat this, you really just left Chris Foster's out to dry. Not bringing Olchek back. It's like, I'm sorry. Replacing an icon in Pat Foley in the Blackhawks. Pat Foley's been commenting games for almost 40 fucking years. Like, it's going to be a new voice in the room. It's not going to be easy for him to get over with this new listening audience. Like, hell, like, you talk to, like, casual fans. They're like, I fucking hate this guy. Like, why why don't we have Pat on here? Having Olchek there would help things. There's some familiarity there. Makes it so much and everyone easier. Everyone loves him. Besides Jimmy, he's just a hater. Like, oh I'm my god, Olchek's the best. I want him to be an ambassador on this team going forward. Like, I, I like he was a part of the GM hiring process. Like, it's such a spit in the face to one of the franchise greats that you lowball him on a contract. Because so it, it's it's not even about the money at this point. It's just about a respect factor of someone who has done so much for your organization over decades of time. And you just kind of spit in his face. Like, I really want to know who gave him or who offered that contract. Was that Davidson? Was that Wurtz? Like, who, who, it couldn't have who's been the Davidson one doing that? Sort of? I, don't I, don't I don't know how that gets handled, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know who's the one that, Jamie, you know, offers I feel like that'd be more like Jamie Faulkner, like the, the PR like staff. Wouldn't that be up more up there? Yeah, probably. And, and like, I get it. They're going for like scorched earth roster turnover all across the board. Like, we've learned that. Like, yeah. Scouting department's getting changed. Front office is getting changed. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just for someone who openly said he want. Like, it's another one. It's another case where Blackhawk has said, "I want to stay here and be through the rebuild." And the team said, "Fuck you. You can leave. Bye." Like, I just yeah, buddy, get out of here. You're going to Ottawa. And by the way, thank, thank God he's going to the Kraken. Forslund and Olchuk commentating dude, every game. Dude. Like that if should I wasn't be, already a Kraken fan, come on! Like you want to talk about the freaking that should be the main ESPN. It was the national broadcast for yeah. God's sake last year or two mm-hmm. or whatever NBC that was like their B team on NBC. Yeah, that needs to be the main A team for ESPN. It does. It, it's just so annoying because Ultrick has not lost it at all. His health has gotten better, which was the like I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw that Ultrick wasn't coming back, I was like, oh, this health started to. Take a toll again because I know the traveling was at one point last year and stuff. Like I get that, hundred percent. Like health comes first. This wasn't health. This is about respect. This is about not paying people what they're worth, even though you have the money to give them what they're worth, which pisses me off a fucking wall. This is literally just Rocky Worth saying, "I lost too much money during the pandemic." That's literally what this is. That's probably sorry. You can't tell me otherwise. You can't tell me otherwise, dude. Like you can't tell me you don't have. The extra God, I don't, I don't know how much he'll check one of his contract. Let's say it's five hundred k. Couldn't give him the extra five hundred k. Couldn't. I know that franchise makes billions of dollars every year. Yeah, it's just so sad, dude. Like, way to just give the fans nothing to be excited about this year. Because at least if you watch the games, you would have old check there with Boston's, and they could maybe start a banter. Something. Because like Boston's and old check were pretty good together this year when they got put together. I like them. Oh man, like, and I, God bless Colby Cohen, but he's really gonna get fucked on this because they're gonna put him in that role. And I love, 
I may not be a fan of him, but I'm not going to crap on him like everyone does. No, it's doing, just like, doing that is such they're a not helping movie. these new guys at all, man. Like, oh my God. Again, what's, what's the thing we always say? They're setting them up for failure. Not, Literally not only the Yeah. Like, throw them to the freaking wolves like the rest of the team this year. I guess it's just a systemic thing in the organization that we're just going to throw the whole thing to the wolves. Oh, man. I, I'm more pissed about this than Debrinket in some ways, honestly. Because this is more long-term than Debrinket was. Like, yeah, Debrinket's a player at the end of the day. This is a guy who has been a part of this organization since the 80s. Yeah, like, he played for them, and then he's been part of their broadcast team for, what was it, over 15 years? 15 years. Always was helping out in the organization with charities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Always spoke well in the organization, even in the darkest of fucking times. Less than 12 months ago, darkest of times. Yeah, there's yeah. – no, like it's it take like how do I put this? How do I put this without saying something stupid? It's just like you see like a lot of people turn their back to this franchise now. And rightfully so. There are a lot of reasons why people don't want to be black. Yeah, any casual now. fan, I don't blame them if they leave. Like don't blame them. Do not yeah. blame them. But like you have someone that is a part of this franchise's history that wants to be a part of making history with this franchise, whether it's in the booth. Whether it's helping out in off the off the ice stuff, and you just kind of told him to fuck off. I I can't. I don't like that. I'm sorry. I can defend a lot of stuff this organization does. That is one of them. I will not defend at all. It's not good. I don't care what anyone says. It's not good. And then Weidman's leaving next year, so you got another full, uh, hole to fill in the radio. Like I didn't know that. Yeah, Weidman's done after next year. He's retiring. So like. And oh, Wyman wasn't even up for discussion in the – he's not retiring, but he's just leaving the organization from sounds of yeah. it. So, like, just a lot of turnover. I really – like, I'm going to be rooting for Bosters and, Co- and Cohen and all them and, uh, you know, like Pat – or Pat Boyle and all them that do the intermission report and Maliotis and all them. Like, they're going to do great. But having a guy like Olchek there just helps That's so much. show, man. by the way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just helps so much. Like, I just – it really makes me sad because, like, you shouldn't disrespect it guy who's helped the franchise so much like that no Mm-mm. i'm sorry like i don't mean to keep rambling it's just no it uh, this team like no make no doubt about it like this franchise needs so many changes on and off the ice like honestly not like, one of them, though. Yeah, like not one of them because you need some like eddie olchuk again like he was there when the team wasn't great either you need people to be like He's done. He's been through this before. You need people that will be through there through the thick and thin. Like, yeah. uh, just, just this enthusiasm for the game. I, I just I don't understand how you keep them. And you want to attract fans for the Blackhawks. Like that's exactly how you do that. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to attract a lot of fans for at least a few years because this team is not gonna be good. Like again, with all due respect to Vosters and Cohen, like it's gonna it's gonna be a hard time for them to to really like uh, get fans to gravitate towards that, that product. Oh. Yeah, by the way, I just want to point out, I'm just assuming Cohen takes over the color commentating role. I don't know if he does. I've heard rumors that they're probably looking for another guy, so, like, maybe they get a player. I don't know. Um, I saw Chris Chelios might be, like, an option. That would be interesting. Yeah. I like Chelios. Like, he was good on the intermission reports for ESPN this year. Like I maybe, he was, I saw Patrick Sharp, too. Like, again, I don't know if there's Sharpie any- was good, like, yeah. when he did it in 2020. He just, like, he's one of those guys where he's going to need time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he needs time to find his, like, cadence almost, in a way. 
Like it, like it didn't, like it didn't happen for Olchek overnight. You know what I mean? Like being a color commentator, you got to have your points you're going to lead on, and like the way you're going to play off the main play by play. Yeah, guys. very fast pace. It's hard to do stuff like that. I don't That's think I'd be able to do it. it. Yeah. Just, you're asking so much out of these new guys now. Not having a, as dumb as it sounds, a seasoned veteran in the booth. Like it's, it matters, dude. It matters. It really like does. It does, there was yeah. a, there was a, there was a goal streak this year, in I think it was Hawks Caps or something. The, or it was it was a Boston's game, and like God bless him, he's trying to get used to the game. But there was like a twenty minutes, twenty second stint where he wasn't talking, just mm-hmm. ice movement. Like put a guy like Olchek there, he could help fill those silent gaps and not make the job so hard on the guy. Like yeah, I keep circling back to it. it was just, yeah, it, oh. short and sweet to the point. Not good. Not good, Doc. No. Not good. Oh, but again, I'm just glad he's not cracking. Yeah, if he went to like St. Louis, I would kill myself. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't think he would do that. Do you think he would? <laughs> if they pay him enough. That doesn't seem like someone he'd do. He, Eddie Olchek is a character guy. No, but no, Kraken is. Oh, that's so <laughs> awesome. They're so fucking lucky. That they're going to have a better team this year. They're going to have a great front office. office. They, they, have a great, they have a great front office. Like, Alison Lucan is there too. Like, oh, they're gonna like their fan base too. When they start getting like, here's the, and the thing with Seattle is like when they get good, that fan base is gonna fucking glue to them. Like, they're already selling out, but like, yeah, you're gonna get all those like, because like you probably like, well, let's be honest, like I'm just gonna ask, you probably see Seahawks fans in Edmonton at times, right? From time to time, not yeah, all. Like, Seahawks fans, fans are everywhere now yeah. because like they like the casual fan just gravitates to them. If you can get the casual fan to gravitate to the Kraken, you don't know how huge that's going to be for this league because Seattle fans travel really well and they're all over the place. So, and that's the that's the biggest thing with the Kraken that what I love what they're doing. Like they're building a good on ice product, but they're also like branching out to the community. They have these great people to like. That's a, that's the thing I really wanted. The Blackhawks is yeah, you like a non ice product is good, but you they have like so much like power influence that they could use for good to like help out in the community. And I know they do do some things, but I'll just like look at Seattle like that's a just a, the, all the work they do with the community and making people more like feel welcome and inclusive for like minority groups or any, anyone else. Like I wish the Blackhawks could do more of that, but. If anything, the franchise definitely started off on the right foot off the ice. Oh, yeah. On the ice, they've had their slip ups, but like that's that, that's that's one. They're a huge team. Like no one expected. Like exactly. even if like we joke, we like we we said like in our predictions last year. I know I did. I was like, yeah, they could maybe like dangle with the playoffs, but that was yeah, like, and it was a possibility. Was, the group hours eight eighty or something like that. He's not going to be eight eighty again, though. That's my thing. So it's like they're going to be better by default, and then you're going to have these two amazing dynamic centermen to build around now, like. Imagine telling a Kraken fan a year ago you're gonna have Beneers and Wright down there. Yeah, have Shane Ray and Matty Beneers. What? Like, I'm, I'm curious if maybe they move one of them to the wing at one point, just so they can put them on the same line. You know what I mean? Like, mm. just be like, all right, we're gonna go like Burakovsky, Beneers, Wright. Like, <laughs> they could do whatever the hell they want. Oh, see, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Dude. I can't wait to like get some alt. Dude, are they gonna get a reverse retro? Because like they don't have a retro, mm. so like would they go like Metropolitan's retro? Like Ooh, wait, that, that, would be, the day? that would be kind of cool. Like, <laughs> oh man, and like the Kraken still don't even have third jerseys. You know those are coming soon. Like, because they got the third logo with the anchor, so it's like yeah. you gotta use that at some point. They have three second round picks this year. They're they'll get a couple um, more. 
They're ooh, they're set up quite well. Again, that first. You want to know someone who's going to be a great trade chip? They stink. Is Carson Susi? He will definitely get yes, a second so. round pick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love me some Seattle. And John Hayden. I bet Eunice Donskoy probably gets some interest. Donskoy is definitely going to get more than two goals this year, too. Let's yeah. just, like, <laughs> I was so snake bitten last year. It's actually insane. You know, he had freaking two goals. In Poor guy. Like, this point. guy was like – and it's crazy because Donskoy was like a consistent 15-goal guy. Yeah, like, he's like a, yeah. 11 yeah, goals, 6 goals. 14, 14, 14 16, 17, 17 2. 2. Ah. Let's go. <laughs> Look at us, bro. Awesome. <laughs> That's just brutal, dude. I felt so bad for Donskoy last year because, like, you watch, like, I watched the games and he's getting chances. He just was yeah. so fucking snake. And the team he left won the cup. Oh god, don't even. I didn't even think mm. about that. That's tough. Because he yeah, signed in Colorado, right? Yeah. He was like one of those first moves they did to like say, "Hey, we're gonna start not. Hey, shit we're gonna make the team this year. Yeah, yeah we're right. not gonna be shit this year, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he signed there in twenty nine. He signed a four year contract too. Love that. So I guess that's it for that segment. Um, Pierre Dubois, he wants out of Winnipeg. He signed the one year deal, right? One yeah, year qualifying offer. I'm pretty sure it was. I've never seen a player like Pierre Luc Dubois in the NHL before. Like, dude, just does not want to play for anyone. It's crazy. Who do like, we want to play with? Uh, team that's not going to go trade for him, <laughs> from the looks of it, at least. Uh, like, dude, if I'm purely to tough it out, play your ass off in highly offensive Winnipeg team for two years, then go sign whatever you want in unrestricted free agency, dude. I like, I, I know that's just like an outsider speaking. Like, he's got to live in Winnipeg. For yeah, two it's years. easier said than done. All this exactly. Shit. Like, like, like you, like Johnny Gaudreau. Like, going back to him, man. Like. Anyway, you, like if you're a Flames fan, say what you want, will want him, but he didn't request out. Like he played, he, he fulfilled his uh, his obligation. Like he played his contract there. He didn't ask for a trade, none of that, and he went to free agency. You know, like but yeah. Pierre Luc Dubois is kind of mm. no. And if I'm Winnipeg, like you're sitting, like I don't care. Like you're not gonna have a shift like you did in Columbus. Yeah. I'm not gonna trade you unless I get something. I'm gonna actually make my team better. You're sitting. Yeah, that's, like, that's like a Matthew Shane situation. We'll suck this year. We'll suck. We'll go get Bedard. Who cares? Uh, oh, no. You're not going to play for us? Oh, like oh we'll no. Oh, no. Like, honestly, like, Pierre Dubois. Oh, you're going to play now and actually try? Oh, no. We're going to be a good team. Oh, no. He literally got traded 18 months ago. Like, he got what he wanted 18 months ago. Wasn't to where he wanted. God forbid. Like, Granted, yes, there's a part of this to where it just comes down to, like, NHL players have no, like, control over where they're going to be until mm-hmm. they're, like, 26, which is a problem. That is a problem. Don't even get me started because, like, leagues yeah. like the NFL, three years you can pick wherever we you could. want. NBA, pick wherever you want in three years. We could do a whole podcast. We could probably do a two-hour podcast episode just in terms of the whole CBA and how, like, contracts and all that. So backwards. That's the salary cap. So which we Honestly, that's a good idea. We should do that. Off, good off-season shows, dude, for sure. Exactly. Like, there's just so many things you can go into. Like, we, like we dangle with the idea of like there shouldn't be eight-year contracts anymore, like stuff like that. It's just like wild. Hot. I don't think there should be eight-year contract. I think maximum no. should be six, five. Yeah, six, yep. five. Yeah, anywhere. Notice anywhere. how every other league is five. five. Okay with yeah. 
Notice how every other league is five years. Well, baseball's not, but baseball's dumb. So yeah, baseball is. That's probably the Yankees have like a one billion dollar salary cap. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like they're they have all these dudes and they're gonna go get Juan Soto. Like that's baseball. But <laughs> like a four hundred fifty million dollar offers. So like, turn it down. Ridiculous. No, no. Think about that. Think about that. He turned it down because he said. Fuck you, Washington. I'm not going to lose for 14 years for half a million or half a billion dollars. He said, I'm not going to be miserable for 14. And you know what? Good on him because he's still like, even if he loses like 50 mil on the table, he's still going to get like 400 mil from some team. So it's not going to matter. And power to him. But like you look at the NFL, you look at the NFL, you look at the MLB. Contracts are five years, max usually. What's the one that, that, uh, what's his name? Yeah, whatever. Was it, <laughs> bas- was it basketball or football? Which one? It was football. I mean, Mahomes has that 10-year deal, but that's like Mahomes. No, there's so many I forget. It was like Kyler something. Oh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray yeah, just signed a five-year was, yeah. deal, 240 mil, like yeah. crazy guarantee on it, like 100 and something guarantee. That's the big thing for the NFL, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, because the NFL, you don't have fully guaranteed contracts. So, like, whatever you can get guaranteed, just go for it. That's why, like, Deshaun Watson being a actual sex offender getting 240 mil guarantee is crazy. So, that like, yeah, crazy. when you think your league's bad, don't worry. The other leagues are just as bad. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a fucked up world we live in. And uh, everyone doesn't get paid as much as they should. That's why I will never be mad at the player getting a bunch of money. But, like, if I'm being honest, like a Chuck deal, I was like, you couldn't get 10? Really? You couldn't get 10? You couldn't squeeze 10 out of them real quick? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, another thing about the trade, apparently that was, like, the first, like, literal sign-in trade. Like, they signed him, like, mm-hmm. Brad Trillivering signed him himself and then traded Matthew Kachuk to Florida. That oh, I didn't know. making the joke where they were just like, what if we just don't trade you after you sign? Wait, I'm a troll. We do a little bit of trolling around here. Brad trolling. Brad trolling. Better watch out. But, like, I... We just went on a giant tangent, but it goes back to Dubois at the end of the day because Dubois has no player control until he's UFA. He's doing everything in his power to get a trade, which I guess power to, but this is not the way I like. Isn't Pat Brisson his agent? How does Pat Brisson think this is the best way to go about a trade? Yeah, I believe Pat Brisson is the agent. Pat Brisson has done this with so many other clients, and he's never done this style or this aggressive of a request before. Like, he's, he's Taylor Hall's guy. He was Matthew Shane's guy, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's Seth Jones's guy. Matthew yeah, and Dave, that might be getting out soon. And they're Matthew not. Matthew Shane. That's what I'm saying. He's been a part of, like, two of the most, like. Okay, well, I guess Duchesne did get out at some point. But, like, dude, like, Dubois is going to get traded to, like, Calgary. And we're just going to be like, yeah, you're just never going to get to where you want to go. This guy has. Billion dollar, one point one billion dollars in terms of value of active contracts. Forty nine of four, yes, forty nine of them. That is absurd. Two hundred forty, like a quarter of which are pretty much is on the Blackhawks. <laughs> oh, that's that's insane. I hate that. <laughs> but um, I don't like. This is my thing with Dubois though, because it's like Winnipeg shouldn't move him. Fuck you, go play. Like we we are under our contract. You are you are fucking. You're ours, buddy. Should be doing what you're yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. But then from the player standpoint, it's like, 
Dude, suck it up for two years and you can go get eight times eight for Montreal. That's exactly my, that's my thought process. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe not the great situation, but like, dude, what suck it mean? up. You get to play with Nick Ehlers for two years and it help yeah. boost your stats. Oh, like, no, I got to play with Nick Ehlers on the second line against less co- tougher competition. Oh, no. It's just like unbelievable amount of selfishness because, like, it's not like Dubois played with bums his whole fucking career. Dude's yeah, gotten to play with Canary in his first year. Like, oh God, Dubois is such a spoiled brat. Like, that's the only, like, best way I can ascribe here with Dubois. Yeah, spoiled usually brat. I'm on the player's side. Uh, this time, not so much. I'll be on your side when you're an unrestricted free agent and you can go get as much money as you want. Then, yeah. go for it. Dicking around two different franchises? No. Nah, that's just, that's one. Just one? Okay. One, value. two, no. Yeah, right. Never. Bro, what do the teams think right now when they're looking at this shit? Why the fuck would I want to sign you long Yeah, exactly. Years just want out? Why, do you like, want to give this guy, why do you want to give this guy money? You're only fucking yourself over. It's such a just... It's not a good idea. It's just not a good idea. It's not a good idea the way he's gone about business. And it's just gonna... It's gonna sit with him forever. I'm sorry. We're gonna look at Dubois in five years and be like, yep, he's the guy who yeah, just wanted to hard pass to get out until he got to where That's yeah, gonna be hard to shake that reputation off now. Sour taste in a lot of people's mouths, including mine, because he's a hell of a hockey player. But he had sixty points last year. That's not nothing. Like he's he's, like a, he's a thirty goal scorer at center, and he's six four. Go play, play. It's stupid. It's so stupid, dude. And if it's like, oh, I don't get the minutes I want, like play like you should get the minutes you want. Then you know what's great about the NHL? You can play into a position sometimes if you're that good, which he is, by the way, former third overall pick. If he has forgotten in his own brain. Like, there's just so much entitlement going on in this for a guy who, like, just turned 24. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. Like, if Alex DeBrinket did what Pierre Luc Dubois did, it's a little bit of a different story. Two-time 40 mm-hmm. goal scorer saying, "I want the fuck out." That's mm-hmm. a different story. Pierre Luc Dubois has gotten 60 points once, right? Once, a couple of 50 point seasons. Oh, Alex DeBrinket is better than Pierre Luc Dubois. No, but this is the point I'm making. Like, there's yeah. levels to this mm-hmm. shit, Pierre. There's levels to this shit. Like, you're, like, the fourth best player on your team. And that's, like, maybe fifth, honestly. No, actually, he's sixth. Because I would still put Hellebuck, Connor, Ehlers, Shifley, and Wheeler over him. Is he better than Jansen Harkins, though? (laughs) Now, that's the question. That's (laughs) the question. And if I'm Winnipeg, you're fucking hogging the spot for Cole Perfetti right now. That might put a little bit of... Listen, that might put a little bit of fire on Winnipeg's ass because, like, if Dubois is going to hog that two C spot, you could just flip him and get assets to another team. He's not your problem anymore. But at the same time, there's a door. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> but like, you want to get value for him too. So it's like, call a team up. And they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you a fourth. And it's like, "Yeah, I'll give you a fourth of my nutsack." Jeez, oh, like, get out of here. Him. I, such a fucking toxic situation. Just toxic. Like, legitimately a toxic situation. It's just... The amount of entitlement is just insane right now. And, like, to think that, like, his dad coaches the AHL team. Like, to think, know, like, the animosity of the family. I didn't family know that until... Like uh what is uh what does David Bastel say every time he goes in the S- when he's when he went on to the, the STP show? He's like, get all the Dubois out of the organization. We don't need any Dubois in the organization. Yeah. No. Get them the hell out of there. They got no place there. 
Dude, Winnipeg's got some nice prospects too hanging around there. Like you got your Profetis, you got your Lamberts, you got your Rucker McGordys. Yes, sir. Uh, Picked off your Frank Nazar, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> they already got drafted, and there was like a bunch of Winnipeg. Like, uh, there's a bunch of a whole section. There was a whole section of Winnipeg fans. That was that was kind of funny, and it wasn't even their best pick of the night. Sad. Yeah, and then. Jack they they got Brad Lambert for Andrew Cop. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it's no Curry Dog for Frank Nazar, but you know. But uh, like you said, mm-hmm. with uh, like like you said with uh, New Jersey and them, not my team. Don't care. <laughs> that's at, at the end of the day, that's your problem, Winnipeg. That's not my problem. My team sucks. That's my problem. <laughs> my team is going to suck. But you know what? I know for a fact they're going to suck. They have a direction. What the hell? Is Literally, my priority? biggest fear is that Taves and Kane say, fuck you, we're not going to suck. That's my biggest fear right now. Like, that's like – literally, like, they're, they're going to suck barring Taves and Kane doing what they did in 2018-19. And if they do that at 34, I'm just going to be really sad. Because, <laughs> like <laughs> – Oh man, that's gonna be tough if they fuck us out of the top five pick. Worms. Yeah. yeah, not fun. Anyways, <laughs> there's still like two and a half months till the NHL season starts. Dude, football's in two weeks. Can't fucking wait. That's true. That's true. I'm here cheering my Bengals. Let's go! Let's go! Get excited, Pierce. The Bears just announced the <laughs> get excited, Orange Pierce Pilot. Nation. Yes, sir. The Orange Crush Bears coming to a theater near Let's you. Go. Can't wait. What do you think of What do you think of the Bears orange helmet? I don't like them. <laughs> I, I don't like them. Like, I it, Oklahoma State, the college, the Cowboys, they have very similar looking uniforms, and I saw those immediately, and I was like, they look like Oklahoma State. I don't know if I like that. Uh. Also, like the orange isn't the same color orange as the jersey, which threw my OCD off a wall. So, like, that wasn't fun. But, like, you know what? They're actually trying shit. That's cool. Like, the team's gonna suck. So at least make at least do some cool shit with the jerseys, <laughs> which they usually do. So, like, like their their alternate the last couple of years has been really clean with like the red, or the orange stripe helmets and the white. Like that looks good. But this one. I, it's another one of those where I have to see it under the lights. Is what I told my friend. Like we're gonna see it on Thursday night football the first time. Like that at night might look cool, but in like the in like the promo pictures, I'm just like, eh, I'm not sold yet. <laughs> like I asked you that question, you're able to get an, a minute out of it. That's how much. Uh, that's how much I respect that you love football. I love that. Dude, I can talk football all day. Like, oh my god, my buddy Keem and I were literally talking about it today. Just like. Because we haven't really, like, thought about the season yet. We started, like, going through our records. Like, the Bears are not going to be good this year. But then I started looking at their schedule, and I'm like, okay, well, like, if they if they literally are what they are last year, they probably win, like, seven games just because their schedule's easier. But they're probably going to regress because it's a new system, new coach, new offense. Yep. That doesn't click overnight. Yeah, they're kind of like the Blackhawks right now. Mm-hmm. And I will say one thing with the Blackhawks to switch it back to the sport that we actually cover. Yes, sure. How can we make about the Hawks? <laughs> uh, I am very intrigued to see how Luke Richardson gets his team to play. I feel like this team is going to be a pain in the ass to play against. Like, yeah, we may not score a lot. Oh, but man. Like, oh, man. Oh, 
Don't we're gonna actually have gap defense back. I can't fucking wait. Oh Jack my god, Jones might actually even be better than last year. Holy Let's go, yeah. <laughs> dude. Oh my god, dude. Like, what do we what do we say? 2015 16 Maple Leafs. Just I please, we just need one of the top five, just one of the top five, and we'll start cooking with the prospect pool. Like, once we get past like Benson and Carlson, I'm like, all right, we, we can't go that way. We need yeah, to be at least. That. We need to be at least that level. <laughs> yeah, we're so I. I've barely like I've started looking in the 2023 draft. I got like the top three, obviously, but then after that, I got to look at this. There's like a, there's like a bunch of fellas there, a bunch of guys that I got to look up. Like there's Brandon Yeager from the Moose Jaw Warriors too. Jaegermeister. Yeah, Jagermeister. There's there's a bunch of guys. Like oh god, that drafts me so good again. Levis, like, you got. Uh, <laughs> Is Halton in that draft class, or is he next year? The thing is, like, do I necessarily agree with them tanking and like selling off everyone? Not really, no. But I mean, if it was, if they're going to do it any year, let it be this year. You get Bedard, Fantilli, Mechkov. No one cares. Oh Literally, if they get last place and anyone dropped a third, like I'm still ticked. You still get, <laughs> the the get You still get the guy who has been developing in your fucking backyard for three years. Yeah, like, that's you probably get a guy who. Probably, I would argue, could have gone first this year. Should probably, yep, should go probably would have. That's like the That's big fun. thing I've been hearing with this draft. And when I watched the film, I like, dude, the fact that Mitchkov is becoming the afterthought of this draft class now because just because he's in Russia, yeah, and, like, and his contract, like I think he's got a few years there. Dude, the more I think about it, I don't, I don't like he's gonna be a hell of a player, but. At the same time, the Blackhawks are going to be good. So, like, oh, for a no, while, like so I mean, I've I've already told my buddies this. I'm like, dude, if the Hawks don't get Bedard, they're going to take Fantilli. Like, they're not taking Mitchkov. <laughs> they, they can't. They, at least from a Blackhawks standpoint, they can't. They got to get a center going forward. They got to get someone who's going to Fantilli Nazar. You can do way worse than that. Oh God. Oh Mama. Nazar, give me that. Give me that, and then we could start rebuilding. Properly, and then you go get mm-hmm. like Eiserman next year, and then you really Steve Eiserman. Let's, let's go. go. He's coming back to play in the NHL, but with the Chicago Blackhawks. What's better than Stevie Y? Coley I. I mean, let's fucking go. Yes, sir. His grandson. No. <laughs> in in, in twenty twenty four, it's Aaron Kiviaria. We need uh not nah, Cole Eiserman, yeah. maybe. Mm. Well, yeah, Kiviaria. You obviously left handed defense would be a stud. Like him and Kuchinski, like Jones partner. Oh, oh. yeah. Kev- Oh no! We have to have on the second parry. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're gonna suck, but you know what? It might be worth it in the end. There's some damage. whatever. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I don't know if you want to talk about it. Do you want to talk about the hockey Canada stuff? I, I feel like we have to touch on it. We have yeah. to because it's we have a platform. We should really exactly. talk about it. Mm-hmm. like. Rick Westhead, I believe. Well, first of all, the case with the World Junior Team in twenty seven or twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yes, I just want to make sure I got the year right. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. They, well, they had. Can I just point it? Can I say one thing before we get into this? Can people yeah. stop trying to be like on like online? Oh my god, that's the upper wall. Yeah, like, like I, we got buddies who do that too, and I'm just like, man, like. Because if you're wrong, you're going to look really fucking oh, bad. No, and no, it's that's just why not, it, like, I think 
what's the thing? Like, I don't think they're guilty. I don't think they're innocent either. I just want to see everything no. play out because if something goes wrong, like you look like a fucking fool. And no, yeah, and I don't that. like, and I don't like seeing people that I like actually like trust and stuff doing that. I just don't. It's not a good look, and nothing that's going on right now is good. And yes, I get it. They're coming from a good place. At the end of the day, they're trying to see like, yeah, but it's just not the way to do it. It's like when, it's like when the whole report came out for Kyle beach and everyone basically just kind of figured it out. That's why he had to do it because he, yeah, that pissed me off. You, why would you put his height and weight in there? He literally sticks out like a sore thumb on the black aces. If you do that, like it's, I can't wait till the report comes out and that happens because that's basically what's going to happen. But, um, it's just like we talked about this with Kyle Beach, right? We talked about this with Kyle Beach. This is not something that is a one-time thing. This has happened. This no, has happened. Not a one-off. This is so much over the incident. This is hockey culture, dude. And if anything, this is shown. This case in particular, shown it because not only is it 2018 now, apparently it might be 2003. 2003. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, just brutal accusations from what that sounds like from it was a multi-person event from what it sounded like and did you see the quote i don't know if like i don't know if you saw this but jordan tutu's yeah i did see that he talked about how that team was in the 2003 olympics and how they were just horny as fuck and fucked anything that moved basically dude like that is just it just tells you how the sport's not changed they had a fund towards covering sexual assaults that every parent paid every time when they wanted their kid to play for the sport. Yeah, you got to pay that twenty three eighty every year. Yep, part of that's going towards sexual assault coverage. Yeah, that's going to be feel, a cover up for our sex crimes. It's terrible, man. It's terrible. And you yeah. and like, um, I think the Dangle podcast has said this a couple times. Like, I'm so glad that like this isn't something that people are picking sides on. This is a collective bad thing. Dude, it is bringing it, politics together. It is bringing the Canadian media government together. united because of it. Like that never happens. Like literally, like when you got all of Parliament telling you to fuck off. Like you are coach on this one. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like it, it, it's like we went through this feeling twelve months ago. Like as a, it, I can't imagine as a Canadian how it feels because it's just like, dude, yeah, this is like, it's a black box man. It fucking sucked. I, like, what am I rooting for? Like, can and like. Canada hockey is like what brings the country together, mm-hmm. and now it's just got this fucking tainted asterisk on it forever. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing of Canada. Like, it's uh, hockey is such a huge part of our identity, but we got to rethink that because if that's our identity and that's how we act when uh, we're part of a hockey team, no, thank you. I don't want that to be part of my identity. And like, better late than never with the transparency stuff. Like, obviously, that's how the two thousand three. Um, you know, investigation has started is because people have come forward and talked now. What's the thing when someone like, it's so, it, I can't even imagine the amount of how hard it must be to like talk out, like, like against stuff like this. I remember when Rick West had went on the Steve Dangle podcast, which I mean, shout out to them, like the fact they're covering it. And there's again, the same reporters that are saying, Oh, we got to be better after Kyle beach. Nothing. Nope. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. Oh yeah, they're, they're part of the they're part of the enabling. They're part of the enabling. Yeah, because they don't want to lose their connections. They don't want to lose their connections with their guys. No, it's just they're really just fans. Like at the end of the day, it really is. It's disappointing because I think they're. I don't want to name names, at least not at the moment. But like, I feel a lot of them are great guys. Like I think they, but like they like, doesn't matter. You covered you're not, up. All you're doing is retweeting, like, and again, I don't, I don't expect you to go doing inve- doing all the investigative journalism. At least notify the public. You have a yeah. platform. 
use it to let the audience know what is going on. Yeah. Like, what does it say? Silent. If you're silent, you're part of the oppressor. You know, like your silence is the loudest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Your silence yeah. is deafening. It is deafening right now. And I and that go that doesn't just go for the main media guys. That goes for anyone that has a platform. Like you, this is a international story at this point now. Mm-hmm. This goes past the United States and Canada. This is a yep. North American thing. Hell, we know this stuff's going on over in Europe too. This is a worldwide problem that. It's just systemic, and you're not helping the problem by being silent anymore. And that's why when you were like, "Oh, should we talk about it?" Yes, yes, we should talk about it, even if we can't talk about it at the same level that like Rick West had. No, we don't. We don't have the it. platform, but I don't want to look. Don't want to bring light to the topic because yeah, needs... I don't. I don't want to look back and say, "Oh, I didn't like." No, like, and this is not. This is not for me at all. Like, I don't want to look back on myself and be like, "Oh, I didn't do anything." Like, I. I think if everyone like does their part to keep this going, like again, like the the main people at the front that are pushing this forward are again like Rick Westhead, Katie String, like even Ken Campbell has done a, a lot. Ken of, Campbell's uh, been great. With this, yeah, like, um, there's like a couple of uh, journalists in Ontario that have done a really good job too. I forget their names. If I can find them, I'll definitely bring that up next show. But there's a lot of people pushing it forward. And again, like the main like again, like I get their job isn't that, but you're not even bringing. It's just, but, just again, that's a, that's a big thing. Believe in survivors. Like yes. Kyle Beach, like he came out and so many people were like thankful that he came out. And like when you have, when you have that happening, like just people feel so much comfortable. And the point I wanted to make earlier, like when Rick Westhead was on the show and Steve Dangle, like a lot of times when people get sexually assaulted, when they're like teenagers, like they don't come up with this information until they're in their fifties. It's so sad. It's, yeah. I, they, I don't even know. They what live to... with it for that long. Yeah. And their families live with it. Yeah. And, like we talked about this with Kyle Beach, man. Like I'm getting emotional just talking about it. Like no amount of money is going to change no. the years of trauma Never. and struggling no. and pain that you that these victims have gone through. And it's just I, I, I just feel sick to my stomach thinking about it. It just it really just for a sport that's supposed to bring so much joy. Yeah, and like you, you, find, know, you find new ways that it's not even worth looking at it in a form of escapism anymore. You've got to fix these systemic problems and it just can't get shoved under the rug like this anymore. Like the fact that they had a cover up fun is a problem. And it's like, I can't get over that one. I'm sorry. I can't get over it. You were taking taxpayer money. You were taking sponsorship money. Yeah, that's why the government is pissed off. Citizens of Canada. You are taking paying citizens of Canada's money to cover up sexual assault. You are scum, you are sick human beings, and none of you, none of you have oh, everyone any respect to be fired. I don't care. Anyone, anyone in that organization that covered this up, no respect in my book. Same goes for the Blackhawks, like we said months ago. No respect in my book. Just how it is. You can be a hell of a player on the ice. Don't care. You could have been a hell of a player on the ice. Don't care. Don't care. And I, don't, and I do not whatsoever want to be, oh, woe is me, but... Growing up, Black, up a Blackhawks fan, I got to watch the three Stanley Cups. Their playoff runs brought me brought me so much joy. Uh, Team Canada, like whether it's the Olympics or the World Juniors, like I look forward to the World Juniors every year. I don't know if I'm going to be able to to look at the World Juniors is next way. fucking month, by the way. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, it's like in a couple the timing weeks. on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and again, like I don't think any of the the players that are be on that team have anything to do with this, but I don't think Team Canada should be in. Players on the team this year are going to be 16. They're not a part mm-hmm. of the, they're not yep. a part of the past regimes. It's no. a 
it's about making it's about trying to make amends for what happened in the past and it's yeah. about putting forth change going forward you need to instill a there's just got to be new guidelines in the organization there's got to be new forms of help there's got to be new forms of way to talk to hr about these things there's got to be new forms of helplines there's got to be new forms of support like you have the money for it this isn't the problem like, yeah, and that's and I think that's the main thing at the end of the day. Like, I think a lot of people are willing to make change, but the people at the top, the only way that that's going to hurt them is how does that line my pockets? Like, it's just it's the dumbest league ever. Like, I and it's every league, it's every business. And that was the first this thing is I saw. How the world is, but it fucking sucks, man. It fucking sucks. And it was the first thing I thought of with the Blackhawks. I'm like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna probably make any drastic changes until they start losing money. That's how it goes. That's how people in power think. Like they don't they don't give a shit. That's that's the reality of it. But another thing Rick West had said is not that these things are gonna happen, it's how we handle them. And like it's it's like, about the aftermath. It's about not shoving it under the rug when someone comes forward to you in the middle of the second or the third round and says, Hey, your player just got sexually assaulted by a video coach. Oh, we'll not change it. No, we don't want to ruin the team chemistry. We'll wait till after. No, Fuck we'll right off. Yeah. Like, and just, then we'll let this guy play in the Myers and then he can go to Europe. And not first round pick, by the way. 11th overall yeah. pick, I'm pretty sure. Something yeah. like the only top 15 pick in like the past 15 years to not play an actual game. Hmm. Wonder fucking why. Ridiculous. I hate the sport sometimes. A lot. Literally, it just makes me sick to my stomach. And, and like, God knows what's like, we don't, we, we only know so little about these Hockey Canada cases. Too, mm-hmm. which is the big thing. Like the investigation hasn't like the investigation wasn't publicized. Like it was with the Blackhawks yet, at least yet from to my knowledge. And until then we're left in a form of, well, one, you need to start working on fixing the sport entirely like you could you, you could work people. on fixing while you're waiting yeah. mm-hmm. you can start fixing your wrongs before the wrongs get out and, of start, and it needs to start at the grassroots level like you need to teach right from the get-go like you you're not born again like in any aspect of life you're not born like a hateful person that does awful things like that you need to teach young players right from the get-go that that's not right women are not there to be objects they're not there to be you know like oh i like 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 women are are human too. Like they they shouldn't have. You to need be like, to be taught at a young age that yes, you are a hell of a hockey player. You may be the best in the world, but you are not fucking invincible. No matter what you fucking do, you are not invincible, and you don't get to treat people like they're lesser than you. Yeah, Which women. Sorry, women. Every one like, of these cases is that. That is yeah. What women. That is. Women are not like supposed to be for lessons. Like they're their own people like no and it goes for men there's too so many, no, there's I, so many great women in the sport fucking man on yeah. man assault. like i'm just saying like it goes for everyone man and, and women especially right now you're right 100 because women get women literally deal with it the most in this in regard and i feel terrible it's just like you, you have to you one you have to be able to speak up i'm sorry you can't hold your tongue on stuff like this you cannot hold your tongue on stuff like this I don't care how much. I don't care if you. You got to make it. You have to. How do I say this? Because you were talking about like trying to like enlist in these kids these like ideals and stuff. You need to enlist in these kids that speaking up's okay. You need to listen to these kids that like talking out and saying something that may not be right isn't going to end their career. Because that's what a lot of these kids' fears are right now when this shit happens. They don't talk because they're like, I'm gonna lose so much money. Like, why didn't you think a lot of these dudes are talking on the the 2018 case and the ones that have. Not trying to be that guy, but a lot of the ones that have have already been fucking paid. So that's a big thing. But um, just saying, man, there's a lot to take in with these things. And it's not fun. And it's terrible. 
And at the end of the day, it still takes away from the victims because you think about all this other stuff. That is always going to be the main thing that I take from this. Like, uh, I I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't know what would help heal that, if ever. But, like, just... Like, we love you, and we just... We hope that you can believe, find... We believe in like, survivors, like, man. Like, fuck anyone who, th- who doesn't believe in survivors. I saw this. I saw this in a tweet. Your son, like, your son is more likely to be sexually assaulted than uh, a false accusation for sexual assault. Yep. Yeah, false ac- that false accusation crap, like, you... That that whole party of people that are like, oh well, you shouldn't speak. You're proving guilty. No, you don't know how many people you are shutting up because you're saying shit like that. It's unbelievable. It's the amount of like ignorance you have to have to say something like that, or arrogance coming from a position to where you're one not going to deal with that in some cases, or two don't think that could happen to you, like. I'm sorry. Like, it goes back to the thing with, like, Kyle Beach and Brian Aldridge. They were like, how the fuck are you going to let a 5'6 man do that to you? Oh, my God. Power is more than just fucking money and – or it's more than just strength. It's money. It's appearance. It's what they're going to do for your career going forward. Like, you need to teach these kids at a young age. You can't do that shit. You're going to have repercussions. You don't get to walk over people, which is what this is. I don't mean to keep going in circles. It just pissed. I, I have so much anger towards this right now. It makes yeah, me so it's it makes frustration. Me so it's, it's anger. They will defend this shit. They will defend it. Oh, like I saw someone say to Rick at Westhead, wow, it looks like you really have it out for hockey because all I see you post is really bad things about hockey. I'm like, motherfucker, Rick Westhead isn't even a hockey reporter. He said, like, oh, you must have been, like, hazed by your fucking teammates when you were younger. It's oh like, my God, holy shit. You this is why hockey the way a part of the problem. Is. Yeah. Like, You're part of the problem. I'm the so fact crazy. you even said that in the first place, yo, oh, we probably got hazed. The fact that's even part of hockey culture says it all right there. That's all you need to know. It's terrible, man. It's, it's terrible. And it's just, like, I'm so glad we're growing up in this next generation where I feel like a lot of us are going to speak up. Speak up, have that open mindedness, yeah. have the have the common decency to look out. Just for do the right thing, man. Like it's not about you at the end of the day. Like it's not no. all about you at the end of the day. Yeah, that might have not happened to you. Yeah, that this thing might have not have affected you in any way, shape, or form. Dude, show some still, fucking empathy. You still Put yourself in someone else's that. shoes at you the end of the still day. Help. It's just oh, the amount of ignorance some of these people have when they talk about these cases is crazy. It's crazy, dude. You don't like, and you know what the worst part about that is? All those people speaking out like that, you don't know how many people you're hurting when you speak out like that. Because so many people, like, there are probably so many people that have had something like that happen to them. And they just looked at your fucking tweet of you being an ignorant piece of shit. Yeah, if you're men tweeting, like, you're making them feel like shit too. And they won't tell you because what did we just say, Pierce? Victims don't talk till they're in their 50s. It is a mental fucking struggle. Like, it's so (sighs) difficult. Like, and I hate people that are like, oh, why, why now? Like, why the fuck should they have a time? It should have been sooner. Why the fuck did it take 20 years in the 2003 case in this case? Like, I just, I'm so just like, oh, why now? Why not sooner? This isn't something. Uh, just, oh, so yeah. It, it pisses me off so much. It pisses me off so much. The amount of ignorance that some people have towards this. It's insane. And if you're one of those people, for the love of God, get a reality check. For the love of fucking God, get a reality check, you sorry sack of shit. 
oh my god like You're just too kind there, unbelievable man. like yeah i might sound like a hateful hate, hateful motherfucker right now but oh my god the amount of hatred that goes towards some of this shit is just insane and you know what some people say fight it with kindness no i'm not one of those people you fight fire with fire these idiots aren't going to learn until you do so yeah the big thing is it's always going to be the victims like there's this victim in this case too there's a victim in the 2003 case who god who only knows like what else has happened like if you if you're mad at god they don't tell who the victim is either let her have her privacy let yeah don't give her don't put her like in a situation that she doesn't want to be in at all she does i I bet you most victims don't want to be in this situation they don't want this to happen like you know like they don't want it to get where this is like a national case like it, that must be so awful for her it's right so you gotta be it's just like i feel so bad for them. i feel so yeah. bad for the victim and her family and just the shit that they've had to go through and then they got to deal with the shit that all of us like not us but like you know what i mean like the shit that just the normal people are saying and like you, you weren't fucking there you didn't live my fucking life like yeah. i just I, 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 all I want, like, I just feel bad for them. I feel so bad. Like, there's not, I don't know what else I can say besides that. Just if you're, if you're a man and you tweet that out, maybe you don't know someone directly who's been affected by sexually assault, but, uh, like, there's a good chance someone else sees it that has been affected by sexual assault. There's a good chance you've met someone that has. I know people in my life that have been affected by sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, me too. And, uh, like, just the last, like one of the last things I have to say about this in that regard is, at least in this regard, if you're like a fucking male and just like if you are not in a position that you've never been in this position, know your place and shut your goddamn face. This is not a place for you That's to speak. That's the least at. you can do. Yeah. yeah. This is not a place for you to speak and give your fucking half ass bullshit opinion about something that's never happened to you. Like, that's the big thing, like, men. Be an ally. Be em- empathetic. Unfortunately, so many... Wait. The fact that we have to teach empathy to people again is insane. It's just crazy. Yeah, that's... I, again, like, when we're talking about this stuff, uh, there's no way to, like, properly end it. Properly I just keep going from, like, mad to sad. I just... It's just it, so much... Well, so much emotion comes up when you talk about this stuff. But you it, have to talk about it because this isn't something that we shouldn't just not talk about. This is... no huge in terms of what's going to happen with the sport. It's the biggest story in hockey right now, and it should be. It is the biggest story in hockey. Give us a fuck about the Kachuk trade. Like, give us a fuck. Literally, like, the the first thing I thought when that trade happened, I'm like, okay, cool. Way to cover it up, assholes. Yeah, there's this. Wasn't that a day after the 2003 thing got announced? Yeah, or the same day, something like that. Was it the same day? Shut up. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Ugh. I hate that. I hate that so much. And it's like, we've, we've seen this with other teams. I mean, shit, the Hawks fucking did so much shit to throw it under the rug. So, like, yeah. we're trying to at least, because that was never going to happen. So No, but, <laughs> well, that's that's a great thing. Like, there's so many negative things, but then they're, at the same time, there's so many journalists, there's so many great people that are going to help make things better. Like, I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't even know what to say, to be honest, but just shout out to the great journalists that are doing all this work that are not letting go of this because it feels like, again, it just feels like hockey media mostly is silent again. And again, like, I don't expect them to be freaking investigation journalists. Like, I don't expect them to be doing the work that uh, Rick West hit or Katie Strangman, but, like, 
say something. Like, instead of retweeting shit, like your silence is definitely. Oh, it's so frustrating, man. Like they have such a, they have such. He's, he's you have hook. such power that you don't even you have realize. Such a big platform that you can influence for good, and you're just not using it. That's what frustrates me so most. The most. It's sad. It's really, it really sad. is. And we yeah, should. and again, like the all, the biggest thing is always going to be like just the the victim, the survivor. I hope she's getting the help she needs, and she finds the solace in that. Yeah, if we get news on the if we get news on this investigation going forward, we will. We're gonna, we're gonna keep up with we're it. Gonna like, keep, I, we're gonna keep tackling I even, it. Uh, even kind of feel bad that we haven't really touched on it earlier, but it's just, we haven't recorded much too. That's the no, thing. That's so, like, true, but like we have touched on it most of the time when we record. So and it's a really, it's well, we kind of touched on it last time. I don't think we. Well, we got to talk about it. Like this is a segment every show until mm-hmm. it's at least until at least the case is not resolved but publicized. Um, yeah, like kind of has to. Like it, this is like the Jenner and block. Like what happened with the Jenner and block stuff was with the black exactly. box. Like hundred percent. And yeah, like again, I, I fucking I hate talk talking about it. Not because I don't want. Like obviously, we want to talk about. It. Like I hate coming on the podcast. Like oh, there's a another fucking sexual assault case in hockey. Yep, the sports oh, still shit. Really? Another one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. But like again, we always say that like we're not, we're not the victims. Like we don't have to deal with the the shit that the. Exactly. That she has to deal with, or any other woman or man for that, anyone who gets sexually assaulted, anyone. we don't have to deal with that. So that's the least we can do. So let's get into, let's make a hard right turn. Again, there's no way to really transition or move on properly from that. Um, I think that's really all we have to talk about. We're, we'll get into the Twitter questions, but yeah. Um, first one is from MP. How many more times will Matthew Kachuk hit 100 points in his career? I want to make a quick point about Kachuk before we get into this question because it's yeah. kind of links to it apparently the blues offer was something like tarasenko scandela and a high pick like no wonder they lost out and then the canes offer was grouped around nature's apparently but like none of those are jonathan huberdell <laughs> just wanted to point that i mean like maybe if you got like jordan Cairo or robert thomas maybe like because they got the term and but, like oh how do you pass up on jonathan huberdell yeah you, you freaking got 115 points can't pass up on him even yeah. for a year but uh, yeah. how many times did Kachuk get 100 points in this eight-year deal? I'm going to go with, like, once. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think he hits it once more. But, like, it's so – like, this year was an anomaly. Like, just in general, it's so hard to hit 100 points. So that's why, like, this year is so cool to see all these guys get up. Like, not even, like, 100 points, but, like, 110, 50. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I, last time we saw that was, like, the 90s. Yeah. There weren't a lot of them that happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think one more time. Maybe, I, no, maybe two, maybe two, but yeah, because you'll be playing with Barkov. Like Barkov has hovered near close, like to. But if they're on separate lines, it's not a chance in hell. Like no, yeah. If he does play with Barkov and he stays healthy, I could see it happening once more, at least. Yeah, I, I just don't know if it's gonna be in there. And again, that's not a knock on Matthew Kachuk. Like it's it's so hard to get a hundred points. It really is. And really, yeah. But I mean, eight years with Barkov, you'll figure it out at some point, hopefully. Yeah. Um. This is from Five Star Justice Rest your team Justice AKA Ben. Um, thoughts on where Kadri and Klingberg might end up? I think I really do think Kadri. They find a way to keep him in Colorado. Like with each passing day, I think I don't know. I just think he stays there. I think he takes a sweetheart deal. Again, don't fuck with Happy. Happy. Yeah, maybe you're not the money you get, but like maybe you get like the security, you get to stay in Colorado, a damn good team that could probably win a cup again next year, like repeat. I was gonna <sighs> say that, and also, uh, I still think the Islanders might be a team that just 
says fuck it eventually and throws a bunch of money at him because they've lost out a lot of big name free agents lately, whether it's Panarin, whether it's Gaudreau, whether it's Broski, like they need to hit. And I think Kadri's the guy. Lou's got familiarity with Kadri too, which people yeah, seem to forget a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I think there's if if he goes to the island though, it's gonna be because he's getting a lot of fucking money, like mm-hmm. eight or nine, which I don't think he's gonna get in Colorado. I think if he goes mm-hmm. back to Colorado, it's gonna be like. It seven. Might be if he stays in Colorado, it's probably like five or six. Dude, if he gets five, that's so fucking just not okay. But uh. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna like, go Islanders. Maybe he gets like the, like the Nashushkin deal in Colorado, and like a maybe the Landeskog deal. Maybe not seven, but seven times five type thing. I don't know. That could work. Um, um next question. Unless you have anything to touch on. Well, we that. didn't take Klingberg, so. Oh, Klingberg. Jeez. Um, how much cap space does Ottawa have still? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> The summer of Pierre. Let's check Ottawa. I hate Pierre. <laughs> um, yeah, they still Pierre. have they still have eleven million. Yeah, they got to sign to bring it next year. Yeah, that's really the only like. Other than that, just fucking go. For they got to sign Stutzla next year too, but it's not just oh. to bring it. Oh, uh, that is a very good point. <laughs> fuck it, go all in. No, oh, dude, like their defense sucks. Like I would, I would go through. Like obviously, Klingberg's not going to help in the defense regard. You know who's going to sign on the on the sends? I bet not. Not Klingberg, Calvin DeHaan. Calvin DeHaan. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin DeHaan. He's, so, he's from the area, isn't he? He's I'm an honorable sure. boy. Why would dude? DeHaan's going to be a send. Oh, it makes it makes total sense. Like, like it's going to happen. But Klingberg, like I've heard, like wasn't Merrick the one that always brings up Detroit for Klingberg? That's interesting, like, yeah. If Detroit, like, they just threw so much money at that back end, though. With, like, oh, yeah. Especially like, Chiron. Oof. But Cider Klingberg on the right side would be nasty. Yeah, like, you can do worse than Oh, baby, that'd be nasty. Two power play quarterbacks? Like, come on now. Um, maybe Dallas figure Like, Dallas kind of has to figure out a way to resign him at this point, you got to think, right? Because they lost out of the truck. Rob- they haven't signed Robertson, Robertson or Andre, Andre. Yet, I think. Yeah. yeah. And they have a million, eleven million dollars in cash. <sighs> this is what makes me mad about Seattle because Seattle gave Schultz that deal, and literally, if they don't give Schultz that deal, they're in perfect position to get caught. Yeah, but, meow, meow, meow. and that's exactly yeah. what they need. Like Justin Schultz is just like diet version it's, of John Klingberg. It just sucks for Klingberg because he was really going in for a long term deal, and I don't think he's going to get that right now. Oh no, so definitely. I wonder not. if he. It's really hard to ask like a thirty-year-old to bet on themselves for one year. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, go to Ottawa, take a one-year contract, just bet on yourself, have a good offense. But like we saw what happened with fucking Taylor Hall when he bet on himself for one year. What? Yeah. Like, God knows how much money that dude left on the table to go to Buffalo mm-hmm. for one year. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, because I know Nashville offered him a long-term deal, and he said, "Nope, I'm going to go to Buffalo for a year." Now he's in Boston, probably making less money than he was expecting. So. I don't know, man. There's a lot of these times where these players bet on themselves and it doesn't work. And it goes across these sports. Like, Le'Veon Bell bet on himself in football a couple years ago. Left, I think, $15 million on the table to go sign with a different team. Sucked. Got cut within three years. Oh, yeah. That's that's even tougher in football. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. Like, you, you can bet on yourself, but if it doesn't work, like, that's why I don't blame Codger for being like, you know, can you guys, like, kind of fix the cap situation so I can come back? Because, like, it was pretty yeah. nice over there. <laughs> mm. 
But uh, if Klingberg doesn't go back to Dallas, I'm just going to say he takes a one-year flyer on a contender just to get on a team and maybe get the points up a little. Uh, hang on, hang on. Unless hang some on. team, like, throws in term out of nowhere, then he'll go – Like, whoever gets the longest is going. I was going to say, I'm in with they have like $68,000. You know, if they didn't have Tyson Berry. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no kidding. They could definitely pull it off. But, uh, I'll vote LA. They're right size. They yeah, they still have to sign all those guys, too. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not going through the teams in my head right now. I'm like, thinking of like their right side. Like, Buffalo. Dude. They have Get nice clinger with pass the pass. They need a right-handed shot defense, man. That wouldn't be the worst. Wait, didn't they get Labushkin though? Yeah, they do have Labushkin. They have Yokoharu, but that's I think that's the only their only right-handed. You could fit a Klingberg in there. You could fit a Klingberg in there. Just uh, they could totally get John. Slide, totally slide him in there. Slide him in there. Other teams have cap space though. Like I'm looking yeah. at the list, and it's just like none of these teams that like, Buffalo makes a lot of sense. Okay, I just don't like, know if you go to Anaheim. Ottawa makes sense too. Uh, you know, it will never happen. For you. Imagine he just goes to the Blackhawks and went on a one-year contract. I'd laugh so hard, <laughs> dude. What if like he signs? Okay, like it, I know he was linked to Carolina, but if Carolina moves the contract, they could still be in position to where they could sign him in the right side. Is fucking Pesci, Klingberg, and Burns. Like, holy smokes. Because they got four million cap, and like yeah, they got to resign Nietzsche. I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on with Ethan Bear there, but Ethan Bear's a UFA. He's an RF, RFA. Apparently, apparently they qualified him. Oh, they did. Yeah, I thought. I thought. I, I totally thought he was going to. I thought they weren't qualifying him. him. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess he's. I guess young right hand defenseman. Like, mm, yeah, probably shouldn't lose that for nothing. But yeah, Klingberg's a tough one, man. Like, Klingberg's a tough one. Like, the more I think about it, like, I don't know where this dude's going to go. Know. At least got Cadre really to think it. My man bad. blood has no home. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, like, none of these teams need, like, a right-handed shot. And if they did, they kind of already traded for one. Like, Ottawa makes the most sense, like you said. Like, it's... Buffalo, too, yeah. Yeah, Buffalo. Like, maybe Detroit. Like, Detroit's got the cap, but, I mean... I look at a team like Minnesota, but like Minnesota's got a lot of shit going on. Uh, you know what? Winnipeg would be interesting. Get him in, like, yeah, maybe you won't play defense, but at least you got a guy who could throw up a bunch of goals with that offense. Like, That's Winnipeg could make some sense. They got eight mil. That's not bad. No, fuck it. I'm going Winnipeg. I don't care. They gotta take some take some pressure off the Dylan Schmidt period. Because you know you gotta spend something. We're gonna get a free agent to finally come to Winnipeg. By the way, by the way, kind of on the topic of like our like qualified RFA. So here's the list for uh I actually pulled this up a while ago and I just completely forgot about it until you brought that up, but like 2022 salary arbitration here in date. So July 27th, which is Wednesday, Isaac Lundstrom, Anaheim Ducks. July 29th, Jesse Pugliarvi, Edmonton Oilers. July 30th, Kasperi Kapan. I think he already signed a deal. Same with Matthew Phillips. August 1st, Matthew Joseph. Yeah, Matt is back. Did you see Columbus's Twitter? Yes, sir. Didn't they? <laughs> they signed a player. I forget who. I think it was like Ben Jones or something. <laughs> it's 
just, it's just so funny. It's like, welcome to Calgary, Ben Jones. Like, is that like a drill place? It's just so, it's so funny when teams do that where they just like make, make I'm a sorry, big deal. sorry, but like announcing the Matt Phillips sign the day after you trade Kachuk and say Matt is back is fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's too <laughs> funny. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what a troll. Hats off to the admin team. That's great. Yeah, honestly, a big troll. We do a little trolling. We'd it's like when the freaking the freaking Blackhawks announced Dylan Sakura's back. They had like an eyeball. I'm like, oh god, oh god, god. Kane's getting traded, isn't he? And it's just like, oh, Dylan's Dylan is oh back. That's not the right Dylan. That's literally the same thing they did. Wrong one. <laughs> not even the right Dylan. Ass. Anyways, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, Jakob Trennan, Jesper Bratt. Andrew Majapani, Miles Wood, Kyler Yamamoto, Kyler Yamamoto, Ethan Bear, Lawson Krause, Zach McEwen, Maxim Lajoie. Remember him? Uh, Keegan Golsar, Oliver Shillington, Mason Appleton, Morgan Geeky, I think already signed a contract. Tyce Thompson, Matthew Kachuk already signed a contract. Then Jake Wallman, Eric Papazaka. Those are all the arbitration hearings. Why is my thing doing this? I have no idea what just happened. No, it's my, my internet's being shite. It's probably signed for me to wrap this up. <laughs> anyways. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Any closing thoughts? Any of that? Um... Honestly, besides that, uh, just like hope we hear more on the hockey Canada front. I'd like to get some more clarity on that front. Uh, yeah, that's the big thing. Free agent signings, like they'll happen when they happen. Not really mm-hmm. too worried about that. I don't think the Hawks make any more moves in particular. I know Tanner. Oh yeah, that was in the, about that. I, I don't even know if we got to that question. We yeah, didn't but, get to that question. Yeah, so quickly, I know I quickly, answer, quickly answer that. Kept linking in. I don't know. He gets to be a Nashville, good for him. Like I don't, I don't. He gets to be behind a real goalie. I mean, he yeah. was behind Flurry, but like, yeah, behind a real defense. Hey, I guess respect Colin Delia, Vancouver cannot Colin Delia. No. Um, but yeah, like Alex Daylock and Peter Morazic are their guys. So, yeah, that's, that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. Um, also check out Simplifying Scouting. I think. MP and uh, Jacob are part of the team. We're gonna, I think, have a big first meeting in a, in a, in a few days about awesome. uh, what we're Can't gonna do. So check that out. All that stuff. Give us a five star rating. I'm gonna go get the eye test for Fantilli and them for you this year. Let's go. <laughs> Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Alex. Boys, liberals, you, you the liberal <laughs> analytic media. <laughs> Conservative eye test. We'll see who cancels who. Anyways. Woke moralists. Thank you all for tuning in. I have no idea when the next podcast will be. We're just trying to enjoy our summers. I've been so fucking busy with work. I just worked nine days in a row. I had yesterday off, and then I work today, and then I have two more days. And then I have three days off, so it's not not the end of the world. But, uh, yeah, it's just... On that grind, getting that money, all that that good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, Yes, sir. Ski. So yeah, once uh we get to like uh God I'm blanking preseason, we'll start doing a once a week a podcast episode because again, like we said, it's just it's gonna be a rough season, but we know it's gonna be. So we're just gonna prepare by that for doing once a week, and then we're gonna do 
uh, a prospect series uh, podcast every week where we discuss all the prospects in the Blackhawk system and just in general and like our findings with uh, with uh, what we do for our uh, Super Fun Scouting. So yeah, go check that out. Give our podcast a five star rating and hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. Peace out, y'all.